Checking into Sex Club, Matt Tales After Hours. I'm Matt, your host and the creator of Matt Tales, 40 Years of Gay Adventures, the autobiographical erotica podcast. In Sex Club, I'll talk to guests about gay sex through the last five decades, from cruising and phone lines to apps and cams. You'll hear tales from other guys and get to tell your own. Each episode will wrap with a live moment, because you should never leave Sex Club until you get what you want. Fuck yeah, pal. Some of the firsts for me are realizing it's a quick moment when it hits you that you are not the only one. You're not the only one that feels this or you're not the only one that likes this or you're not the yeah. only one that wants to be a part of this or was afraid of this right or, right or was and those that is like i've been thinking so much about it because i've been i've been asking i'm asking you and i'm asking other guys about first and i was like that to me like that's a big part of first is i'm not alone i just wish i'd had a, a matt tales uh, version 30, 40 years ago, and I expect you did as well, you know, but there was just nothing, was there? So there weren't even any, you know, uh, gay sex shops or places to go to get magazines or anything like that. I mean, there were like girly magazines in the news agents up on the top shelf that were, you know, uh, in cellophane and plastic bags and things. And I think, and, and there was like Playgirl, which was like the, um, you know, the, the girl's version of Playboy, um, but nothing that, uh, you know, appealed to me, really. So. It was hard to find or connect to anything. And not only that, but there was no, there wasn't even anyone to share that with. Like you couldn't, yeah. even, it wasn't even as if you had another gay friend and the two of you were trying to find something together. Like there was no exactly. way to even connect with other people to know that you were living a secret. I did do that thing where you discover Suddenly, there was there was um, there was a, a block of public toilets behind the shops, and and it was like between two pubs, between two public houses, bars, um, and I noticed that there were um, guys driving in there on their own, and then driving out again, and then driving back and, and wandering through, and I thought something's going on here, you know. So I, I clicked it, and I don't know if anyone else did. But so do, you remember, I, I, do you remember the first time you went, you went there? Yeah. Went, yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah, I do. And, and I took a whole, what I did was I planned it so that none of my friends would be around. So it was like a Monday or Tuesday evening. And so I went from one bar to the other uh, and sort of meandered through the car park into the toilet out again and just kept doing that round and round. And of course, by the end of the evening, I was absolutely pissed, you know, um, and this this guy, this young guy, he would have been, I don't know, a few years older than me, but I, it, I was about 18 then, I guess. And, and the legal age here was 21. So it was illegal what I was doing. So, you know, if the, if the police had come, I would have been arrested, I guess, for importuning. 
so when this guy approached me and said you know because I'd, I'd gone into the toilets and then I come out and then I'd sat down somewhere and he approached me and said you know uh, are you looking for something I said, oh well I don't know I don't know you know and anyway um he said oh well if you are meet me at the bus stop over the road at half past 10 or something and um I did I mean, how, how, just going off with this guy on a bus somewhere. And then he said to me, you know, how old are you? And I said, well, uh, I'm 19. I'm 19. I'm nearly 20, trying to make my age as nearer to 21 as I could. Um, and anyway, so we, we, we went on this bus to, to the next town, to another public toilet. And, um, and we had sex in there. And that was the first, the first time I'd been with a guy. And it was just... I just wanted to be enveloped by him. You know, I just wanted him to sort of take me away and just love me and give me a life and have sex with me. And, you know, but it was in a toilet, much like you, your first experience. Uh, and it was, you know, over within, I don't know, 20 minutes or so. And, and he wandered off and I never saw him again. I'm sitting with my pants pulled down on the toilet in a men's room stall in the lecture hall of the university where I've begun college. It's later in the evening after class, and it's quiet except for a man that has been sitting in the stall next to me. Twice he's tapped his foot underneath. I don't know what it means, but I know it means something, and I stop breathing. His foot moves over again and he touches mine. I do nothing. He reaches his large hand under the stall, and I see that he's older, probably 40, and I stare at it, frozen. I reach down and touch his hand and he takes mine and I feel my face go flush. He pulls me toward the floor and I go to my knees, still not sure what to do. He comes forward on his knees, thrusting his muscular legs under the stall wall. His cock is thick and pale and very hard, and I touch it with my hands. I lean forward. I can smell his skin and I take a deep breath and put him into my mouth. I move my tongue up and down as I've read in my father's secret playboy stash, and something I've imagined for so long. He reaches under and gestures for me to turn around. It feels strange to touch and be touched by a man. I turn and he guides me gently at first. Then he puts his hands on my hips and pulls me back, flat to the floor, and brings my pants down around my ankles. I don't know exactly what's happening, but I don't move. In just seconds, he pushes himself up inside and I scream out. I see black spots and I grab for the base of the toilet for support as he pushes in and out of me, groans and finishes, then lets his grip go, stands up, and walks out of the stall. I hear the men's room door open and shut, then silence. I'm alone on the floor. I sit up and pull on my jeans. I've been fucked. This is my first gay sexual experience. There's something very erotic about men's toilets. And the more sort of out of the way they are, and the more secluded they are, and the more unkempt they are, you know, the more erotic it is, the more the more the sexual vibe is there. Um, and I remember when I was a child, I must have been, I don't know, nine or ten. We used to go to the beach as a family and um, my brother and I would get changed in the public toilets. And I, and I remember shutting the door on my cubicle next to my brother who was in the other cubicle and seeing all this writing on the wall and telephone numbers and pictures of cocks with what I thought was piss coming out of it, but it wasn't obviously. And I knew even then, I knew 
that, that, that this was some there was something going on here um i didn't know it i did i know it was sexual or not but i knew it was it was almost forbidden and a bit dirty what was going on but i also remember like there was this dried like wood sap on the door and i and i remember sort of touching it and it being hard because it wasn't wood sap it was it was cum so I, I knew there was I knew there was this thing attached to gents' toilets, and that you know, and, and you know, a few years later, that's where I had my first sexual encounter, if you like. I knew I had enough in, information and enough research, uh, and I could, you know, write enough about five topics that are particularly of interest to gay men, gay and bisexual men, uh, and so they're called. Hot Little Gay Books, number one to five. Number one is about masturbation. Uh, number two is uh, oral sex. Number three is cruising. Number four, anal sex. And number five, kink. Uh, and so I just thought it would be a good way to um, just talk about that subject because I think a lot of the problems maybe that we have in the gay world and also people looking in is that they don't understand what goes on in you know when men have sex together this cruising place not far from me uh on on the way to brighton because i'm on the south coast of the uk and he said oh have you ever been to the devil's dyke that's the name of this place and i said no he said you haven't he said you must go you must go he said you know you wander into the woods and there's literally guys having sex all over the place so I thought, well, this sounds hot. <laughs> so, and you know, I, I did venture off and uh, have a very nice time there. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, and even at my age, you know, it, it's not it's not difficult and it's not impossible. And that, and that's the, that's the great thing about cruising because people are there for one thing. It's cock and sex and it doesn't mean anything else. And you don't have to have a relationship with this person. You don't even have to talk to them. In fact, talking is probably, you know, a taboo, really. Um, you know, there's, there's uh, the nuance of non-language, isn't there? Then, you know, um, so I, th I think gay sex is such a fabulous thing, really, um, because there's so many options and so much that you can do and explore and not feel ashamed about you know the fact that i go cruising at my age 60 whatever um what's you know what's the problem with that i, I don't have a problem with it i go off and do it i, I you know I, I ejaculate and whatever and come home again um and that's fine and then get on with my life <laughs> you know sexuality is not me it's just a part of who i am It was looking yeah. for sex and, and hormones and pheromones and bodies yeah. and touch. And so you do those things. And then suddenly when you do come out, you're like, wait, this is the, this is the kind of sex that I know though. This is the thrill of male sex for me is in these places, in these alleys behind the, behind something, underneath something in the dark. And it also attaches, yeah. like it becomes the thrill of it too. When you're young and you do that, you sneak off, there's, you're sneaking off. There's a thrill to it. And so coming yeah. together, you know, love and sex, I think for the, for, 
for gay men and for gay men in general. Like, I know we've tried to take control over it and we've called it all kinds of new things and we have multiple lovers and there's nothing wrong with any of that. But I think, I think we're still trying to find it. I think we're still trying to pull it all together. Why do I enjoy looking at this boy so much? Why do I like looking at this part of his body so much? So my, I guess my personal journey with coming out started with that, you know, just being really observant and staring. It was a lot of staring. And then it wasn't until I discovered um, the World Wide web of porn and Yahoo image searches where it got to a point where it was just like I was getting those very aggressive ads of like women having sex and whatnot. And then I was like, okay, wait, let's look at more of this. Cause there's a man in it. There's a man in it, but you don't see more of the man. And then I started pivoting more towards searching for naked man, shirtless man, um, man's penis. Like maybe I was like 10, 11 years old when I started exploring my sexuality, I would say at that point, I think that I already started masturbating. Um, that was something I discovered on my own. One day I was just like pulling and tugging at it until it started feeling good. And I was like, oh, let's keep going until let's just keep going and see what happens. This is nice. And then before you know it, this like weird liquid came out. I don't want to say it was semen. Maybe it was like pre-cum. I don't know what it was, but it was very clear and it was gooey and there was a lot of it. And I was like, why do I feel terrible right now? What that was, oh my God, that was my first interaction or my first time experiencing a post nut guilt. And I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. anymore. And then I started doing it more often. I was doing it like nine times a day. I'm not even lying to you until like nothing was coming out of me. Um, and then I started connecting that with porn and, and it became a thing of watching gay porn and fantasizing about men and you know having interactions with them and whatnot and so my first kiss was with this guy I was a sophomore he was a senior and then we were just like having those late night chats and whatnot and then you school started and he was like oh yeah I can drop you off if you want and then he told me he liked me and I was like oh I kind of like you too but looking back I'm like oh I exchanged my first kiss with him it was like a very brief makeout a couple times in his car and then I wasn't feeling it I was like whatever and then a couple months after that I started dating my first boyfriend and that's the one that like I would do more of like the hand holding with the messing around with um he was the first person that I had ever like done anything sexually with it was harder to to exchange nudes back then because you had the the digital camera with the SD card that you had to take out the SD card from the camera to then put it into your computer tower to then upload it using Adobe something to then attach it in like an email or something like that. <laughs> and it, it was a process. And then you had to remember to go back and delete all of those pictures from the family <laughs> computer and from the SD card, because you don't want people to be viewing these pictures in the digital camera. So it was a process. You really had to think hard about sending these nude photos in palm springs there's hunters and in wilton manors there's a hunters so um that was probably the first club that i ever took my shirt off at and again i was around friends it wasn't like i was in a space where you know i felt uncomfortable where people were going to come up to me and touch me or make me feel uncomfortable i was around friends um and i started getting a lot more comfortable doing that 
um, just because I would surround myself around friends and people that cared about me. And then, of course, once the drugs start kicking in and the alcohol starts kicking in, you're just like, "Woo! this sweat and this wind feels great on my body. There's no putting clothes on me now. Um, and then, of course, you start getting approached by other attractive men who are also shirtless. And then it just becomes this like half dressed orgy where, you know, you're making out with guys shirtless and rubbing up on them. You'd never stop coming out and realizing things about yourself or learning things about yourself. And it's not until you're in these situations that, you know, you and you experience them firsthand and you truly let yourself go that you can either walk away saying, wow, I feel great. Or wow, I feel great. I need to do this every week. Just have to let ourselves go and give people the benefit of the doubt and realize that it's a big world and there's always someone like us that's experiencing and feeling the same things that we're feeling and experiencing. The one thing that usually keeps us from having a good time is ourselves. So next time we go to the club, take your shirt off. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, he's not. It's a big, big deal. I will bet you, you ask that question to all kinds of guys of all sizes and ages and you will get the same thing. There's a lot that goes with those moments. And uh, yeah. so thanks for sharing that moment. I think that's a really, really good example of, yeah. what, of our own, because how we see ourselves is often very, very different than how other people see us. And that's sometimes a first too, is just to let the fuck go. You're checking out of Sex Club, Matt Tells After Hours. Throw your towel into the basket and please come back for more hot guests and gay sex. Please leave a rating or review. Hit me up if you want to tell your story or submit your audio. Go to matttells.com and follow Matt Tells and Sex Club on Instagram or Facebook at Matt Tells Gay Adventures. You can always message the fuck out of me at matttellspod at gmail.com. Okay, so I'm David Ledane. Uh, I'm the author of Gay Dad, uh, 10 True Stories of uh, Divorced Gay Men with Kids, uh, This Forbidden Fruit, uh, Having Gay Sex, um, and the latest uh, five book series, mini series, Hot Little Gay Book, Hot Little Gay Books, one to five, about awesome. masturbation, oral sex, anal sex, kink, all those things that you want to know about. You can contact me at uh, www.davidladane.com or at David, at David Ladane on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn, uh, usual places. Not TikTok, I'm afraid. Too old for that. All right, everyone. My name is Jonathan. I'm the host of Yes, Bro, the podcast, a podcast where we're setting everything straight on being gay. You can tune into Yes, Bro on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, and a bunch of other streaming platforms out there. I highly encourage you to tune in. It's always a great, chaotic, informative, heartfelt time that we're having on this show with myself and my very guests. So tune in sometime soon. It's good for you. You were my first. Oh, love that. Jonathan, you were my I don't first. Hear that. I don't hear that very often these days. So. <laughs> especially from guys in their 50s. <laughs> especially from guys in their 50s. <laughs> but you were. You were my first. I had never been interviewed on a podcast before, so you were my first. You were, you were very sweet about it. Oh. So 
I'll it was a pleasure. It was a I'll pleasure. I'll never forget it. <laughs> uh, anyway, so now it's my turn, bitch. So here we go. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs>